Good afternoon. This is Jennifer Everett with Poured Forth Ministries. Today's episode is titled Beauty and Brokenness. Our passage of scripture is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. There is an ancient practice called kintsugi, meaning golden joinery or to patch with gold. It's an age-old custom of repairing cracked pottery with real gold. Not only does it fix the break, but it greatly increases the value of the piece, turning what is broken into beautiful cherished pieces by sealing the cracks and the crevices with lines of fine gold instead of hiding their flaws. Kintsugi artists highlight them, creating a whole new design while actually bringing unique beauty to the original piece. The pottery actually becomes more beautiful and valuable in the restoration process because though it was once broken, it now not only has a history, but a new story. While most repairs are made to try and hide the flaws, the art of kintsugi reinforces the belief that the repair can make things not only as good as they were before, but better than new. What a beautiful way to preserve a piece and to add to its value, not by hiding the damage, but through skilled craftsmanship, the piece is made stronger, more beautiful and increased in value by highlighting its flaws. This is just the opposite of what we do in our efforts at times to fix our own brokenness. I think we could learn some valuable insights from these artists. We have all had things that we've accidentally dropped, a beautiful dish, that favorite coffee mug. Some we're able to repair, while others we toss, for they are beyond repair. Some go on the to-be-repaired shelf. If you've ever tried to repair something, you can relate to what I'm talking about. That broken piece of glass, broken furniture leg, whatever it is that we're trying to fix, the whole point of the repair is to make it usable again, stronger at the break, but with the effort to conceal the break because the break is unattractive and devalues the object. No one must know it has been broken or we want it to be useful again. But despite our greatest efforts and DIY skills, we sometimes create a bigger problem than we had before. I've been talking about physical brokenness, but I want to talk to you about a far more important brokenness. I'm talking about emotional brokenness or spiritual brokenness. And if you've lived long enough, then you've probably at some point been hurt or broken some less, and others more severely, to the point that the wound or the break is so severe that it becomes unbearable, a pain, a deep wound that cannot heal, and it lies deep and festers. We hide it the best that we are able to because we fear our brokenness, our weakness, and we fear we will be viewed of no value to others. 
We have been taught all our lives by society that flaws and brokenness are unacceptable. And there are only two options, concealed repair or the unrepairable that's thrown out. Do you realize that there are billions of dollars spent each year on household repair products like super glue, tackle, spackle, nails to fix our broken things? And for the body, there's cosmetics, creams, and other beauty products to fix, to hide our imperfections and flaws. While some attempt to cover or fix outward flaws or brokenness, there are others who carry inward brokenness. Many feel the need to hide their brokenness, their pain, for they feel pressure from others to appear strong. Some feel their brokenness decreases their value because they feel they are responsible themselves for their own brokenness. And thus it is kept tucked away with four smiles and put on the air that all is well, where our lives are altogether perfect, but inside we're carrying a tremendous amount of pain and brokenness. Because we live in a culture that says, don't let anyone see the broken flaws. And if you fix it, it must not be noticeable, but hidden. A culture that says, if it can't be fixed, just throw it away. It takes too much work to try and restore it. Just toss it and get a new one. Broken lives, broken relationships, broken marriages, broken dreams. Social media is the home of the masquerade party. Everyone is all smiles and life is grand. Perfect families, perfect children. All smiles for those are easily created from a keypad. When in fact all is not well. Lives are in turmoil. Relationships hanging in the balance. Finances depleted. But the masquerade must go on. For we're living in a world where if we're found to be broken... We feel we are unusable. We are invaluable, so we hide the scars. We are too damaged to be of any use. Therefore, we place ourselves in the toss-out bin of life or the shelf of broken things needing repair. Shamed and rejected, we sit on the shelf. I want to give you hope today. I want to give you encouragement that we have a healer. We have a binder for our brokenness. We have a God that can take all of our brokenness and all of our pain, no matter how unrepairable we feel we are or how invaluable we feel we are. Maybe we've been led to feel this way through the cruelty of others. You and I matter to God, and He is able to put us back together stronger and make us better that work of beauty that comes from our brokenness and creates something that we have never imagined that we could be. Our pain and our brokenness make us more valuable to Him. He's not in the business of tossing out the broken, but the restoration business. Our pain and brokenness can be something of beauty when we surrender ourselves to Him. One writer said that one cannot be greatly used until he has first been wounded deeply. Our greatest ministry may come out of our greatest wound. Ministry is often birthed through great pain and suffering. 
You know, we're not as likely to be as sensitive to God's will if everything is always going well. But when suffering comes, we can use our pain to heal others through that suffering. Our brokenness, our scars can become our testimony of God's restoration power of what God can do with a life that has been broken. I want to encourage you, don't hide your pain. Quit trying to appear perfect. God's not looking for the perfect, for he is drawn to the broken and those that are of contrite heart. He is in the restoration business. He has had lots of experience in fixing broken lives, and he wants to take all of our pain, all of our scars, and make us whole again. But not how this world mends. But he wants to do it through the restoration power of the Holy Ghost. He's looking for the broken. Someone who can say, look what the master craftsman did in my life. In my brokenness. And what he can do for you. The Apostle Paul said that God did not take away his pain for a purpose. This pain would help him in his ministry because it would keep him from becoming too conceited. No brokenness or hurt is wasted. God can use our brokenness to soften our hearts and cause us to be humble. Whatever pain or suffering we've gone through or currently going through now, remember that God has a purpose for everything, which includes our brokenness. God allows things to come into our lives to empower us, not to destroy us. He is working all things for the good, for his purpose. Pain allows us to grow spiritually. It determines our capacity for growth. What kind of pain can God trust me with? How deep is my trust in him? Pain is that learning experience in sorrow. You know, things look much different from the view of a hospital bed than they do when all is well. How can we have empathy for others without experiencing pain ourselves? Pain empowers us to heal others. It allows us to see the opposite side of where we are. Just as children are birthed through sorrow and pain, new life can come forth from our pain and brokenness. New life is painful, yes. Paul could identify with the pain of Christ because of his own suffering. He was given a thorn in the flesh that was not taken from him. He had to learn from it. It hurt, but it kept him humble and allowed spiritual growth. He didn't run from it. He embraced it. There are things that we go through, whether from our own mistakes or through the fault of others, that we have no control over. And though we cannot remove the thorn, we can embrace it and control how we respond to it. We cannot control our circumstances, but we can control how we react to those circumstances. Even though we feel our pain is going to destroy us, God has a more beautiful plan for our lives. These are the bonding moments with God when He is fixing what needs to be fixed in you and I. He is repairing us for something great, something better, and something beautiful. 
Restoration is painful, but it is necessary. The pain of birth creates a bond between mother and child, and so is the bonding between us and our Lord. We can produce, reproduce in pain. The Hebrew boys, though not spared the furnace experience, they were protected from death and the fire and learned what it truly meant to trust in God. What a story to tell to future generations. What a testimony to a pagan king and nation whose heart was changed to worship the one true God through their trial. People are watching you and I. They are watching how we handle our pain and our brokenness. And just as the Japanese artists highlight the imperfections of the pottery with gold, instead of hiding them, God, while not removing our pain and brokenness with his hand at work, can use our pain to create a more beautiful and completed work, allowing others to see what can become of that pain, that nothing is wasted in God's hands. The furnace experience wasn't just a test for the Hebrew boys, but a testimony to the king to glorify God. Keep the faith. Trust the artist. Let go of what you were before your pain, your brokenness. You aren't the same. You're better. Let me say that again. You aren't the same, but you are better. You're making an impact on the lives of others. The psalmist wrote, It is good for me to be afflicted. It kept me from going astray. Our pain gives us a new perspective on God and our reliance on Him. Pain teaches us compassion for others and reminds us that our reliance should be on God alone. I read a story. It was about a Marine recruiter, Randy Norfleet, survived the Oklahoma City bombing despite losing 40% of his blood and needing 250 stitches to close his wounds. He never lost consciousness in the ambulance because he was too busy praying prayers of thanksgiving for his survival. When doctors said he would probably lose the sight in his right eye, he said losing an eye is a small thing. Whatever brings me closer to God is a blessing. What a testimony of strength and courage. Through all this, I have been brought closer to God, he said. I have become more dependent on him and less dependent on myself. Suffering is excellent at teaching us humble dependence on God. Have a thankful attitude in the midst of your suffering. Take your focus off of your pain and focus on his blessings. Praise works like a magnifying glass. It magnifies God and our problems seem smaller because we realize just how powerful our God is. Sometimes we tend to forget that God created us to depend on him and not on ourselves. We keep wanting to go our own way, pretending that we are in control of our lives. And sometimes God has to put his hands on us and drop us like that piece of pottery, breaking us to shift our focus back to him and his purpose. Pain is powerfully able to get us back on track. 2 Corinthians 12 and 8 through 10 encourages us that suffering 
displays God's strength through our weakness. His grace is sufficient for us, and His power is made perfect in weakness. Our culture shames weakness, but our frailty is a sign of God's workmanship in us. It gets us closer to what we were created to be, completely dependent on Him. Weakness makes us more like a fragile, easily broken window than a solid brick wall. But just as the sunlight pours through a window, but is blocked by a wall, so is God's strength and beauty seen in us because of the window-like nature of our weakness. Our sufferings not only bring glory to God, but they are able to draw others to God. His power, His love, and character are made very real, not only to us, but to a watching world. Fulfilling God's purpose to make Himself known through our pain and suffering. It is not designed to destroy us, but to develop us. Abraham Lincoln said, I have been driven to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere to go. My wisdom and that of all about me seemed insufficient for the day. When we have nowhere to go, the best place to go is on our knees in prayer. Pain teaches us the power of prayer. Pain teaches us humility. Pain teaches us about perseverance and forgiveness. God will often send people into our lives to teach us how not to act. We don't always get the answers in our pain. Don't let that cause bitterness. Let your pain make you better, not bitter. Ask the Lord, what are you trying to do through this pain that I'm going through? Keep the right spirit. Don't let it destroy you. Just as we make wrong choices and God forgives us, we have to forgive those who cause us pain. Job is an example of a man who came out of his pain in power. God gave him back more than he had before. He said, I am not going to let my pain destroy me. Though he slay me, he said, yet I will trust in him. Daniel also was delivered in his hour of pain. He still had to face the lions, but God protected him. And he had a fabulous story of deliverance to tell. He came through it with power. We can't unring the bell. We can't change what we've done, our mistakes. But what he did at Calvary gives us the power to be greater and more beautifully put back together again with a greater spiritual purpose than we had before our pain and brokenness. He's making us better. He's making us better. Leprosy was a disease well known to those in biblical times. It was a disease that caused the rotting of the flesh, affects the nerves so that the person cannot feel pain in the infected areas. The person becomes desensitized to pain and subjects themselves to accidental abuse, causing them to harm themselves, making it difficult to heal because they are unable to feel the pain. Let me encourage you don't allow your pain to desensitize you to make you become hard and uncompassionate to others unable to feel what God is trying to teach you or to grow in you 
A spiritual leper is the result of that. And life is fragile. Life is fragile. Just as a piece of pottery, we can be easily damaged and broken. It's not what caused our pain, though, that's important, but what we've become from our pain. Pain is a powerful force. It draws from us, but at the same time, has much to offer. Let me say that again. Pain is a powerful force. It draws from us, but at the same time, it has much to offer. A beautiful story in the Bible, one of my favorites, is the story of Joseph, a young man with the gift of dream and interpretation that thought his life was destined for greatness through the revelation of his dreams. But because of his gift and the special love of his father and mother, his brothers hated him and sold him into slavery. His life takes many turns. He goes from beloved son to slave. He is delivered, then suffers wrong again from Potiphar's wife who falsely accuses him and ends up back in prison. But through it all, he has an attitude of forgiveness that is revealed in Genesis 50 and verse 20. He says, you intended to harm me, but God, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, which was the saving of his family and many lives. God used his pain and his suffering, his brokenness to save his family's lives and the lives of a great nation while teaching him humility, forgiveness, and integrity, and God's faithfulness in the saving of a nation. We're reminded in the book of Isaiah of his promise. He says, I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born. We need to remember that. That is so powerful. I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born. How beautiful. Ask the Lord, what he's trying to birth from your pain today, what he's trying to teach you today. Ernest Hemingway said, the world breaks everyone, and afterward many are strong at the right places. We're all going to be broken at some point, but it's what we become from our brokenness that determines our destiny. We can remain broken, bitter, and unusable, or allow the master craftsman to do his work on us, creating a better, more beautiful masterpiece. Just as the artists work to repair the broken wares with fine gold powder, filling in the frames, melding the pieces back together, again meticulously, using actual gold, highlighting the quality of the repair work, increasing the value of the vessel, the break becomes more obvious but the repair is the object of admiration. Did you grasp what I just said? The repair is the object of admiration, not the whole part of the vessel, but the broken part. The broken part. Our brokenness is the object of admiration from God's perspective. He will never refuse the broken. He will never make us feel unworthy or invaluable. 
He loves a broken and a contrite spirit. These are his specialties, for he is the master craftsman. He was bruised for this. He was wounded for this. He came to seek and to save all that are lost and hurting. If you're broken, let him minister to your pain. Don't worry about how all the pieces of your life are going to be fixed. Just submit to him. Say, Lord, I don't know how to fix the mess I'm in. My brokenness is beyond what I can repair. So I will surrender it all to you. I trust that you are able to heal me and transform my life, transform my brokenness into something beautiful that you can use. Lord, you are our healer. You are the binder of our brokenness. Though we all have pain and scars that cannot be removed, we know that yielded for your purpose, something beautiful can be created from it. Give us the courage, O Lord, to not forget our healed brokenness, realizing that it is not given to be concealed, but to increase our value in your kingdom through healing to others. Let all our pain, all our brokenness, which was intended for evil to be used for good, for healing others, and for our own spiritual growth. Just as you bind our wounds, help us, O Lord, to have love and humility, to have forgiveness and long-suffering and compassion for those who are wounded and suffered as we have suffered, giving them hope, giving them hope that you have a greater purpose for their brokenness and that if they will yield to you, who is that great craftsman, they too can have a new story to share with others finding beauty in their brokenness. There is a simple but powerful verse in Psalms. It simply says, Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him and He will help you. I'm telling you today, if you will trust in the Lord, no matter how broken you are, He will help you. We must realize that our brokenness can only be made beautiful if we submit ourselves to Him who is that master craftsman, letting him mend all our brokenness. For when we try to mend ourselves, it'll be just an ugly, broken vessel. Because instead of being filled with gold, fine, and silver, love, mercy, compassion, forgiveness, and healing for others will be filled with bitterness and resentment and nothing of value. Commit and trust your brokenness, your pain unto the Lord, that master craftsman. He is skilled at his work. He specializes in mending the broken, for he was broken himself. He desires to make you more valuable, more beautiful than you were even before your brokenness. Trust him to complete that good work he has started in you. He comforts us in all of our affliction that we may be able to comfort them that are in affliction. And in turn, we are comforted ourselves from God. If this life were too easy, we'd just love it too much. We would want to go to heaven and let go of it. Pain, brokenness, it's all just a part of the frailty of life. Why not make it something beautiful? Embrace your pain 
Embrace your imperfections, your brokenness, but let the Lord do the mending and the end result will be a beautiful vessel, more valuable, better, and strong in the right places and a testament to others who are broken as well of what their life can be when given to the master craftsman, when he applies his skillful work upon their life through his transformation power. If you are here and your attempts, if you're listening right now and your attempts to try and fix your own brokenness has just made your life a mess, there is hope for you. There is hope for you today. Cry out to God. He is here. He wants to hear your request. He wants to fix you. He wants to heal you. No matter how much of a mess you think your life may be, the great physician is in the house. The master craftsman is in the house. He's on the prowl and he's not looking for the perfect. He's not looking for the whole, but he's looking for the broken. And he's got healing in his wings. So if you're tired of being broken and you want to be whole again, Submit yourself to him. Trust him to put you back together again. Not how the world mends, but how only he can. And he will mend you with a love that you never knew existed. He'll fill all the broken areas of your life with the finest of gold and silver. And when you are complete, you will be a new beautiful vessel and a testimony to what God can do in a life yielded to the master craftsman. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. May God bless you and keep you. Goodbye.